0: So have y'all ever been to something and you were just blown away by it? Like something that really just sunk in and you're like, man, that was amazing. I have, I've had many of those moments in my life. Some of them are personal to me. Some of them are outside of my life. And one was, I think it was 2015, uh, I go to Baltimore. Okay, never been. We were going to check the area out to help a church plant. Uh, this was the church that I was at previously. And so we show up, and of course, we're in Baltimore, so i got to go to Camden Yard. Any baseball fans? Anybody been to Orioles? Baltimore State? All right, there you go. And I had to get the hot dog, right, with the crab on top, with mac and cheese on it. It was amazing. So good. Uh, it was a little weird at first, but I, I really liked it. But while we were there, after going to the game, um, we were going to look at all the areas of where this, this church was potentially going to plant. And so we were checking out other ministries and other churches, and we go to this, um, this street. And I don't remember the name of it, but there was a church on the corner. And it wasn't like church here. It wasn't your typical church. Uh, they did what's called holistic ministry. And so the area that they were in was very run down. And uh, prostitutes, addicts, people without education, People who had no organization in their life, in their home, many without moms, dads, out on the streets, rough area. And so I went in there and I I, I talked to a couple of the pastors and I was like, hey, what do y'all do? You know, and so they started to tell us, well, we actually have rooms throughout our building. And uh, the rooms have beds and they have um, ladies who meet with women who literally don't know how to groom themselves. They don't have any kind of organization financially. And so we, we teach classes throughout the day of what grooming and finances and life itself looks like. And in the meantime, we, we come alongside them and teach them the scriptures. We teach them the gospel. Our prayer and our hope is they come to Christ. And then he started to share stories of account after account after account of women who were coming off the streets into their program, and when they got done, they were part of leading the program with other women. It was amazing. I remember just crying and just saying, man, this is such a God thing and how amazing it is, and it was a calling, and it took a lot of effort and a lot of work, and I was just sitting there going, this is incredible. And here's the thing. The passage that we're going to be discussing today, this is exactly what Paul's talking about. And it's not just holistic ministry in Baltimore, but he's speaking about us as individuals, as corporate, the church. And what he's saying is, is I have so much more than you could ever imagine. I have so much more for you. If you would follow me and trust me and live for me unabanded, I have so much more. And so my hope is as we finish out Paul's prayer and doxology in Ephesians chapter 3, that, you're, that you will just be blown away and that you'll be open to God maybe doing so much more than you ever thought or imagined in your life. And so let's jump in. We're going to be reading Ephesians chapter 3. Normally I read the whole thing. I'm not going to do that this time. You'll see why later. So we're just going to start where? At the end of the prayer. So he, he prays this whole prayer, okay, and then it goes into an overflow of doxology. Literally he's praying and it's almost as if he's boiling over. And he just comes out and prays to God. This is this is it, chapter three, verse twenty. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. That's what we're unpacking today. So let's let's do it. Now to him who is able, we just started men's theology back it's uh, at it. by the way 6 15 in the morning y'all should check it out guys if you're if you can make it i encourage you to do it pastor mike teaches it but we talk about the study of god and all the things about god and so i just want you to hear this god is omnipotent he's all powerful he can do anything he has no bounds right He's omnipotent. So when we read this, now to him who is able. He's able. Do you believe that? We have a family in our campus who believed that. In a way that if we're just going to be honest, I didn't and maybe many others didn't. When I got here, I got to know them pretty quickly. They had lost two children. One after birth, not too long after. Devastating, super difficult, lost another child. What do they do? They said, we're going to we're going to get pregnant again now to him who is able. And and, and can I just be honest in my own flesh, in my own self, in my own faith and all the things I'm going, man, like, okay. So she gets pregnant. They're head of the hospital. Things aren't looking exactly perfect, but they're not terrible. They get there, and we get the text. We had the baby. And the baby's so good. The baby's healthy. Now to him, who is able? They believe that. I was a part of a small group at my previous church, and this is the same kind of thing. Their their names were the Dixons, and man, they couldn't get pregnant. They had a 2% chance, according to the doctors. We prayed over them. We asked for God to grant them favor, and what did they do? They ended up having a baby a year later to the one who is able. Now to him, right? Right? Watch this. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think or think and don't ask. Right? You have things that you think about, but you don't ask God because you don't believe he's able. Right? I know you're there. I know you're there. I I want to talk about this word more, far more abundantly. That's the word. It's the idea. It's, It's so redundant. It's super abundance. It's infinite. There's no bottom. It's drawing back in the prayer when he says, the God, the riches of his glory, this infinite resources, that's the picture. It's not like, hey, God, would you give me um, in my Wordle today, would I do it in two? Like he's not talking about that. Any any of y'all Wordles in in here? No. All right, all right. You you need to look it up. I'm not going to tell you. You just need to look it up. So to do far more abundantly than all that we ask, or think, You know, so many things come to my mind when I think about this, when I hear this. This is a joke we have with our daughters. She comes up to me, hey, Dad, how much do you love me? And we kind of go, this much? And they're like, no, right? And we go, this much? And they're like, no. And I go, this much? And they're like, yeah, right? That's the picture that God is able to do far more abundantly than you could ever ask or think, or imagine this super abundance. So I want to ask you a question. What have you stopped asking for because you didn't believe he was able? Who's the person that you've been, man, wanting to see come to know Jesus and you stopped asking because you're just like, God's not going to show up? Right? Is it a job? provision? What is it in your life that you're going, man, I'm not going to ask because he's not able? Far more abundantly than we ask or think. I want to share a story about my daughter. This is somewhat recent. We were praying about uh, transferring schools, okay? And my daughter is already enrolled in one school. She had been there for a week and we were trying to go to another one, but we needed a scholarship. And the... The state said, hey, listen, it's going to be at least two to three weeks. School started the next day. So I go into the room, and my daughter's already had one week. And so she's like, Dad, I'm stressed. Like, I'm already doing one school, and I'm potentially going to go to another school, but I won't be able to do that for two or three more weeks. And so, like, I'm juggling all of this relationally, like, all the schoolwork, all of it. And so I looked at her. And I just I just said, sweetheart, God, God could do something completely different. Why don't we pray? And she looked at me. I love this because I do this. We do this. She looked at me, she goes, Dad, they said two or three weeks. We don't need to pray. (laughs) Right? I mean, it's final. Two to three weeks, and let's be honest, it's it's typically longer, right? And so I was sitting there looking at her. And, and don't we do that, man. Like we hear the, the final straw. We hear the last word and we're like, well, it's done. We're, we're going to put handcuffs on God. He can't do it. So I just said, hey, hey, sweetheart, I get it. That's what we heard. Let's just pray. And she's like, oh, you know, like kind of like this, you know, like, okay, dad, pastor, dad, you know what I mean? So we start praying. And when we pray and I say, sweetheart, I want you to ask. She prays, God, I just pray that you would do something, that you would work something out to where I can go to school. And she's like, you know, quicker than three weeks. That would be awesome. Guess what? We get a phone call that night, school calls, and says, hey, pack your bags. We'll see you tomorrow. Everything's gone through she's like, what? You're know, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to school. We didn't even have clothes. Like we had to drive down to somebody's neighborhood to go pick up the outfit for the school. I mean, it was just crazy. Her mind was blown. He is able to do far more than we could think or ask. You never know. Don't handcuff God. Don't put him in a box. God is able. He is all right, let's keep going. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. That, that daughter that I was talking about and me, we've both had crazy experiences that led us to Jesus. I just had a, I had a lunch with a guy, and he was telling me a story. And he said, you know, I grew up going to church. I said all the stuff. Uh, you know, I had parents that probably believed and pushed me to Christ. And he said, as I, as I kept getting older and older, I just, I, I kind of walked away from all. I just didn't care. Maybe atheist almost. And then he said, and then I had seizures. And they didn't stop. And they got worse. and They got bad. And he said, I found myself gravitating to someone who's greater than my seizure, someone who's greater than my situation, somebody who can actually handle this because I can't handle it in and of myself. And so he ended up turning to Christ. It's interesting, if you think about this on, on a personal level, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or thank according to the power at work within us. God is saying, hey, I'm going I'm to work things, I'm going to do things, but guess why I'm doing them? So that it will shape and change you, the power at work within you. It's not just, hey, God, would you blow the doors off and give me Mercedes Benz and a yacht and a huge house? No, 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 I'm going to do abundantly more than you could imagine or think, and it's going to shape who you are. It's going to change your life. It's going to transform the way you live. That's the picture. It's not just stuff. It's internal change. I mean, it's James 1, 2. Count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. All kinds of trials. No lid on it. All the craziness. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Nothing not lacking anything that you would grow. You know what James has? And you know what Paul has in this prayer? They have vision of a God that is bigger. Here's the thing. Many of you are struggling. Many of you are, man, you're having a tough time. Like things are difficult in your life right now. Can I just tell you, vision gives pain a purpose. What's your vision of God? What's your view of God? If you have a small vision of God your pain abs- absolutely has no purpose and you're not going to make it to the next step and you're going to be despairing but if you have a huge vision of God that's why I taught about men's theology if you had a huge vision of who God is truly who he was then man you can walk through the darkness and the pain you can psalm 23 it I'm not going to quote all of psalm 23 for you I'm sorry if you don't know you can look it up But we all get there, right? We we get that place where we're struggling. Can Can I just tell you this week? Gene and I were having a conversation. I don't know which one it was. It was one of us. We were in the middle of something, and the words came out. I just can't. I just can't. I can't do this right now. Right? You there? Sometimes little little scuffle in the family, battle at school among your friends, at your work, maybe just personally, I just can't. I can't do it right now. Get out of my face, right? Leave me alone. I I, I just can't, right? We get there from time to time. But what I want you to see is, you know, with vision, with this idea of vision gives pain a purpose and that God can do abundantly more. What is Paul and James saying? God is able to do far more than you could imagine, And he's going to do it. What does he say? The power working in you. It's in you. He's going to change you to where we can say, I can and I will. Listen to this. I can live another day. I will trust again. I can hope again. I will forgive again. I can take a next step towards Christ I will and I can in Christ. He's enough. I will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm still quoting Psalm 23 for you. Let's go. I love it. Good is ahead. Listen to this. But it's not just in you. It's through you. It's not just in us. It's through us. He's going to work immeasurably more. Think about it. I'm going to flip it on you for a second. This this is a prayer from Paul. He's praying to God. God, would you do immeasurably more in their their lives? But guess what? When God shows up and does immeasurably more than you could think or ask, I want to flip it on you. Think about this. If God's working in that way in your life, answer this question. Where is God calling us to do immeasurably more? God's showing up in immeasurable ways. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with that? Where are you going to go from there? Who are you going to share? Who are you going to love? I mean, where are we doing more than we would be doing in our own strength? Think about it. I'm just trying to flip it into application. We're asking God to show up as he's showing up, as he's moving, as he's working. You're saying, I can and I will. I've got a vision of God that is huge. Where are you going to go with that? How is God going to use you? You're going to see it in a second. He's going to talk about glory in the church. Where are you showing up? Where are you working and moving? You know, my daughter came to me. Sharing a lot of stories about my daughters. It's just a lot been going on. My my third child, Lila, comes up to me, and she goes, "Dad, is our neighbor a Christian?" And I was sitting there thinking, "No, you know." But like, what are you about to say? And uh, and she goes, "Is our neighbor a Christian?" I was like, "Well, sweetheart, I'm I'm not sure. Okay, I, I don't know for sure. Um, maybe, maybe not." And uh, and she goes because I'm going to ask her, are you a Christian? And I said, well, okay. And I said, you know, you're like excited but nervous all at the same time, right? You're like, this is awesome, but like what are you about to do? And uh, and my, she's not shy. Like she'll go up and talk to anybody. And so uh, I said, well, what if she says no, right? What are you going to do? She's like, well, I'm going to tell them about Jesus. Uh, and I was like, okay. And I was sitting there thinking like, You know, there could be a lot of coaching here. Here's the way you should do it. And I was like, you know what, sweetheart? Sounds great. We'll see what God does. We'll see how that conversation spurs that person to think about Christ. When she sees your sweet little smile and your hug every day, and you go, hey, do you know Jesus? I think you should know Jesus because Jesus loves me. What I wanted to do, and maybe what we want to do sometimes, is we want to take away that innocence, that abandonment, that beauty, and we want to handcuff God. And we want to say, well, we got to do all the coaching and all the training and all the things. And then maybe we can like walk with them and like, hey, this is my daughter. She has a question for you. And then I'm going to take her away. Right? I mean, that's, that's the way we think sometimes. We want to put God in a box and God say, no, 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 no. Let me work in your life in a way that you would, that I would do far more abundantly than we think or ask. Where's God showing up in your life? Where, man, if he took away all the crutches and all the stuff, and he's saying, I want you to go out in faith and see what happens. Where's God challenging you? Where's he shaping you? What is he using to mold and to make you? Maybe it's fights, conversations. You got rejected. What, what is it that God's using to say, I've got so much. If you would just see the vision of who I am, I've got you. I'm not done with you. We see so many broken individuals, all the disciples, do stupid stuff. And God says, I'm going to use you. I'm going to work in your life. You see, we tend to put immeasurably more in the for us category. We should be asking, how can he do immeasurably more through us for others? Are you asking that question? God, as you show up in my life, would I show up in other people's lives? Lives today. I'm going to say it a different way. What am I doing in my life that if God didn't show up, I would fall on my face? What would that be? Let's keep going. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to read it again. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or thank According to the power at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. Interesting. This is the only doxology in the entire Bible that says in the church. It's in Christ and God. Praise to Him. Glory in the church. Peter O'Brien says it this way: The church is the masterpiece of His grace. When we gather. When we serve, when we love, when we give, when we do the things that God calls us to do and to be, man, people see Christ and they go, wow, like you showed up at my door and you cared for my family. And you came and spoke this word of encouragement that I wasn't ready for, and now it has changed my life. You spoke the gospel into my family and into my home. And now not just the parents, but now the kids know. And, and man, we're, we're starting to share it as well. God showed up in our home because of the church, because of the local body of Christ, the community. And what happens when that happens? God gets the glory. Matthew 5. Right? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and do what? Give praise, give glory to the Father who is in heaven. 1 Corinthians 10 31. So whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we do all for the glory of God. And, and God does that in the church, in the people of God. And then he says, and in Christ Jesus. Throughout all generations, forever and ever, amen. You can pull those verses back up. Forever and ever, amen. So this, this language here, it's so lofty. All generations, forever and ever. He's saying from every time period, from every point, forever and ever. I used to go to a ministry called 722. A guy named Louis Giglio led it in Atlanta. Me and all my friends in high school, even though it was for college students, we went anyways. Okay, 5,000 students were there every week. We'd drive an hour to get there. (laughs) Louis Giglio just was a dynamic speaker. The worship was great. We were so excited to go and worship Jesus. And so it was a full packed room, tons of college students. And I remember Louie sharing how he came up to the vision of passion. Anybody ever heard of Passion Conferences? They're huge. they are like 80,000 college students show up to it. They, They had it at the Mercedes Benz this last time, I think, and like have speakers come in from all over. And it's just this awesome organization that we would be passionate for Christ and worship him and bring glory to him wherever we go. Okay? So he shared how he came to this vision. I don't know if this was all of it, part of it, but this is what he said. He's a huge Auburn fan. Any, any Auburn fans in here? No? Yeah, good. All right. <laughs> Got that out of the way. All right. So huge Auburn fan. He was talking about how at his stadium they do a war eagle cry. So it's this chant. And he said what happens is, is some of their chants, they will say on one side of the stadium, and it's super loud, okay? <sighs> like that loud. So they say it on one side, and then the other side of the stadium responds with a chant back. And he said he was sitting in the middle of a huge game. I think it was Auburn, Alabama. And he was watching the game, and the crowd was just going crazy. They were chanting, you know, just super loud. And he said the chants were going, one, back, back, back. And he said in that moment, he heard or thought, I don't know, to your name. He said, to your name, and then when it went to the other said, and your renown, to your name and to your renown be the desires of my heart. And Isaiah 26, 8 came to mind. And he said, it was almost as if God was saying, I want my glory to reverberate throughout all of the world, just like this, that everyone would know that I am God and that there is no one like me. And so he started passion ministry. Here's what I want you to hear. Paul is saying, I want to do something in you and through you and not just in you, but in all of us as a church. And I want to move in such a way that everyone would say your name and your renown, your glory be known throughout everyone. God wants to use us. And so I'm going to ask you to stand right now, if you would stand with me. I'm going to read this prayer. And we're going to end in this doxology, and I want us to worship the Lord and give him praise and to give him glory. This is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14.